Thank you so much for joining me this Sunday afternoon. And I want to share with you on this message that every word should be seasoned with salt. As followers of Christ, every word has an impact. Every word has an influence. And we want our words to build up, to exhort, to edify, and to strengthen. Hallelujah. It starts here in your thought life. But when you speak it out, it has an impact, whether positive or negative, whether for the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. If we're going to be godly people that live for God and follow Christ with all of our hearts, we can't care too much about what people think. Yes, we should care about how we're coming across to them, how we're communicating with them. But if we're worried about everybody liking us, it's not going to be easy to live godly lives, is it? Because we have to make a a choice between living in the spirit and living in the flesh. So I couldn't see how much my words influence my family, my friends, and my life in general until I thought about how people perceive me, about how I came across and how I communicated. So one reason we shouldn't speak as the world speaks is because we shouldn't continue in sin. 1 John 3, 6 says, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. When we encounter Jesus, we are changed. The presence of God purifies us and creates new desires to live according to God's will. Hallelujah. According to God's will, not our will. Not our will be done. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to bring the kingdom of heaven down here to earth. And we're going to do that by speaking his word, speaking the things that God places in our hearts, in our minds, in our mouths. So anyone who serves God knows that the Spirit of God brings conviction. If we, if we pay attention to this conviction, we feel, conviction will help us to stay in the Spirit. To live life in the Spirit is to resist the desires of our carnal nature. And your conscience is the oracle of God. Your conscience speaks to you and says, this is right and this is wrong. But we can see our conscience by resisting the Spirit. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Let's read 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So those who fall into these deceptive tactics of the enemy, those who fall into false doctrines, will eventually have their conscience seared. This world will tell you cursing is normal, blaspheming God is normal, taking the Lord's name in vain without calling on his name, but it's mocking. It's a, it's a form of mockery. When you blaspheme the name of the Lord, you, do, you say his name carelessly is what I'm saying. Um, God doesn't want us speaking against him. God doesn't want us just saying whatever comes out of our mouth. But the world will tell us, say whatever you want to say. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever you want to do. But God's way is quite the opposite. It's contrary to the things that the world speaks to us about us being happy. And you know what? I'll tell you this. I've never found such a peace, such a peace than to walk in the calling that God has called me to, that God has given me to walk out in this life. And you can have peace. You can have joy. Not everything that makes you happy is of God, but some things that make you happy and give you joy are of God because God has called you to live out those things. All right, let's turn to Ephesians 429. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Did you hear that? That it may impart grace to the hearers. As believers, our words should be encouraging. We should use the gift of speech to edify and impart grace to the hearers. 
who are listening, who are willing to listen. If you're willing to listen, if someone's willing to listen to you, you should impart grace to them through your speech, through what you're speaking to them. And if you don't consider speech a gift, consider those who can't speak at all. And even if you can't hear in the natural, you can hear in the spirit if you would turn your ear to the things that the Lord is speaking. We've been given a voice and a call to impart peace and life to a lost and dying world. Another reason we should be careful with our words is they, uh, they can have an impact on our testimony. I think we all know someone who professes Jesus. When we talk to them they begin, and they begin to speak, curses come out of their mouth. They start speaking blasphemy. They start taking the Lord's name in vain. And you would think to yourself, this person you know, would have to only be saved maybe for a couple of months or a year. They must be a new believer. But no, this person has been saved for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And it doesn't make sense. Why have they not changed? Why have they not been convicted by their faith in Christ to change the way that they're speaking? Why is it that their speech hasn't been influenced by their faith? It's because they have resisted the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's also because they haven't understood how their language influences their own lives and the lives of those around them. James 3.10 says this, From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. A person can be delivered from darkness, healed in miraculous ways, and radically saved. But if they refuse to change the way they speak, unbelievers will see them as no different than themselves. A true transformation will be evident as each word is filtered by an active conscience through a conviction that urges us not to offend God or our fellow man. We, we need to filter our words. We need to filter our words through the filter of the Holy Spirit, through the convictions that God has placed in us through his spirit. If we're not doing that, we will offend God. We will offend our brother, our sister, our fellow man. Hallelujah. Sometimes this change happens immediately. And for some it's gradual, but the key is submitting ourselves to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Submit yourself that God may guide you and lead you. I just want to, you know, shout out real quick to Apostle David. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining uh, Guillermo. Thank you for joining Orlando. Thank you for joining for all those who are watching. And I will pray for deliverance, healing, and salvation at the end of this message. So sometimes this change happens immediately, and for some it's gradual, but the key is submitting ourselves to the direction of the Spirit, as I just said. Anyone who makes a conscious effort to change their speech is using, using wisdom. With the Spirit of God, we receive self-control, and to curse, blaspheme, or slander only reveals a person's lack of control. The Holy Spirit gives us a spirit of self-control. If we're not acting in a way where we're controlling our words, our actions, our behaviors, then we are not living according to God's will. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So Paul is saying, may there be grace in every word. What is the salt that I'm talking about here? Seasoned with salt. The salt is the grace. All right, that may be a revelation for you. The salt is the grace. Grace as your focus. If grace is your focus, you won't want to speak in anger and frustration. You won't speak in anger and frustration when you're asking God to give you grace with every word. In this way, your answers will be inspired by God. If we slow down to filter our thoughts in this way, we really will have every word seasoned with salt, which is flavor to those who taste and see that the Lord is good through us, through us. Do you not want people to know 
the grace of God. Do not want people to see the light of Christ shining through you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want the people of this world that are lost and dying, this dark world, to see the light of Christ shining through me. I hope you have the same heart. I hope you have the same heart for the lost, that you would want to see people that are unsaved saved, that you would want to see people that are broken, healed, saved, and delivered, restored from what the enemy has stolen from them, whether it be financial, mental, emotional, spiritual. I want to see people restored. I want to see people built up, edified, and strengthened. Let's pray that God would give us more grace in our words, more grace in our words, more filtering of our words, as we would slow down our thought process and say, God, give me words that are going to edify. Give me words that are going to show love and impart grace to the hearers. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that are watching, Lord. I ask that you help us to bridle our tongues. Help us, God, to speak the words that you would have us speak through your Holy Spirit, the words that you would have us speak from your word. Fill us with a passion for the things of you right now. Give us a thirst for your spirit, Lord. Give us a hunger for your word, Lord. Give us a passion for lost souls who are broken, who are hurting, Lord, who are looking for every kind of thing to satisfy themselves or satisfy them in this world, but they have not found it because the only thing that will satisfy is you, Jesus. The only thing that will satisfy is your living water. And when they, they have a taste of that living water that never runs dry, that never runs out, Lord God, they will never thirst again. So Lord, use us, use our words, use our mouths, use our tongues, Lord, to speak grace to those who would hear us. I pray this in Jesus' name. And right now I speak to every devil. I speak to every devil that's speaking to one of my brothers or sisters out there. Every devil that's speaking to the, to the minds, to the hearts, to the spirits of anyone who hears my voice. And I say, I rebuke you devils. Shut your mouths in Jesus' name. You have no power or authority over any one of us who believes and follows Jesus Christ. You have no authority over our, over our families, over our friends, over our spheres of influence. In Jesus' name, I render you ineffective by the power of the blood and the power of the name of Jesus Christ right now. Flee, devils. Hallelujah. You have no power here. You have no power in our household. You have no power in our businesses. You have no power in our finances. Flee in Jesus' name. Flee and retreat. By the power of the blood of Jesus right now, you're being made whole. By the power of the blood of Jesus right now, you're being delivered. You're being delivered. Kita ramba bashit. Saba yenda rabasi. Kito basandi. Shabasande rabashi. Kito ramba shata. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe many are being healed, saved, and delivered right now, right now by hearing the word of God, by hearing this message. Somebody asked me not long ago, why do you speak in tongues? Why do you speak in tongues without an interpretation? And I know what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, but I don't believe that chapter ever meant for people not to speak boldly in tongues. I believe there was disorder among that, that congregation, which uh, led Paul to say that there should be an interpretation so everybody is not speaking at once. But there have been many times where I've been led to pray in tongues to see people delivered and healed. And I've seen many healed in their body and delivered from demons as I spoke, spoke boldly in tongues, as I prayed boldly in tongues. And I believe that's what's happening right now as you listen, as you hear these words, these, these words that come that I may not understand, but the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. I hope that gives you greater understanding into what that means, into what tongues really is. So let's continue to pray and intercede right now. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. If you could pray in, in the spirit, pray in the spirit. If you could pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Let's pray for every need right now that's going on in our lives and in the lives of those we love. Let's pray for Israel. Let's pray for Gaza. Let's pray for the Gaza Strip. There's, you know, there's, there's those who, who uh, seek to do evil on both sides. There's those that need to be saved on both sides. Father God, I ask that you heal, save, and deliver among the people of Israel. Your people, God, turn their hearts towards you. Help them to repent of any sin they've committed against you and help them to see you as Messiah. Hallelujah. Save those innocent ones, God, that are caught in the crossfire. Save those innocent ones that wanted no part in war. Lord God, save them from destruction and death, but save all those who would turn their hearts unto you, Jesus, who would turn their minds and hearts unto you, who would set their sights on you and ask you to save them, Lord. May they be saved. Lord God, on both sides of this war and throughout this world, Lord, look for those who have turned their hearts unto you, Lord, who have humbled themselves before you, God. Turn your eyes unto your servants. Turn your eyes unto your servants as well that are there ministering, that, that are there, Lord God, hallelujah, on the front lines, preaching your gospel. Lord God, preserve life, protect and prosper in Jesus' name. Every demonic force, hallelujah, we bind it in Jesus' name. Come against you right now, devil. Hallelujah. We have the victory in Jesus Christ. We have the victory as he shed his blood upon the cross. Hallelujah. We claim the victory through what he has done, through what he has done. Yes, we know we're nothing. We know we have no power. We have no power apart from you, Jesus. There's no name greater than your name. There's no power greater than the power you have, the authority that you have in heaven and in earth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, receive, brothers. Receive, sisters. Receive. For each one of you that's out there, receive what God is imparting right now. I believe some of you may even receive, if you would believe, an impartation to heal, an impartation to deliver people from demons, from demonic forces. And you know what? As believers, each one of us has the ability to, to lay hands and see people recover, to lay hands and cast out devils, to speak a word and see devils flee. But there are specific giftings that make certain people stronger in these areas. And I believe God is imparting an anointing right now. So thank you so much for joining me. Receive what God has released into the atmosphere tonight. And thank you so much. It's so good to see some of you on that I haven't seen on in quite some time. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday.